Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast. A show about health, well-being, fitness and personal branding and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. Today I'm delighted to talk to the founder of RawFit, an online personal training course and personal trainer and fitness ambassador, Angus Warburton. How are you doing? Nice to see you. I'm very good. How are you? Great, thank you. So, Angus is a personal trainer based in London who, through his own training and experiences, is a firm believer in the lifestyle benefits that are possible through a structured and well-balanced training plan, both in terms of physical development and the subsequent mental progression of that. He has a continuous desire to positively affect the lives of his clients and develop a community with shared ideals that can benefit from the experiences of everybody within it and he's part of the Warburton family and also we do training together. <laughs> we do, we do. It seems a very different environment for us. Yeah, than normal, <laughs> definitely. Firstly, one thing that I want to kind of ask everybody going forward is three things that kind of make you smile or make you happy. Three things that make me smile and make me happy. I think one of the first things is my family and friends. Yeah. I think when you have a close relationship with a close core of friends. I think I see a lot of people having kind of 30, 40 friends. I'd find that very hard to keep up with. Yes. I think when you have, you know, five, six friends who have the same drive as you, want to have just as much fun as you, and, you know, want to be the best version of themselves, then, you know, they're the people you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. And then family, to me, is so, so important. Mm. I think support all through your family is what you know what will help you become successful mm-hmm. uh i think another thing is success itself mm-hmm. is something that makes me incredibly happy but you know a huge thing about success is i love seeing other people be successful mm-hmm. that drives me on and i think you can take success from other people in two ways it can sometimes demotivate you and make you jealous but I see someone else being successful as my drive and I want to catch them. That's brilliant, yeah. And I think what you've said there, you know, some people say, obviously, family is extremely important and then friends, they say, is the family you choose. You yeah, know? exactly. So exactly. it's really good that you've got people that are all on the same page as you and want yeah. the same things as you. Also, obviously, I've seen you recently in the clinic to give the smile. Does, a, does the T-shirt Looking match the pretty smile? good. <laughs> the teeth are even better than uh, the T-shirt. Well, you're the best in the business, aren't you? <laughs> Well, that's what they say. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, you know, it's it's great for you to see that. And I heard that people have been commenting on your smile already. They have already. My mother's good. very jealous. Good. She'll be coming to see you very soon. <laughs> well, and my girlfriend good. as well. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, that's what we like, you know, <laughs> spread the smiles. Exactly. What do you think of the importance of fitness um, for professionals um, like me in healthcare mm. and also in other industries as well? I I think it should be the forefront of everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. And fitness is very much for everyone. There's no reason why someone can't find something that they enjoy. Um, And if I speak to, you know, 99% of the people I see as successful, they will integrate fitness into their lives. And if that doesn't kind of encourage you to believe that getting into fitness can change the path you're on and make you become the best version of yourself, whether that's business, whether that's physically, whether that's mentally then you're wrong. You can become, you know, you never know what you could become if you get fitness really integrated into your lifestyle. Yeah, I think as well, like, you know, people talk about that mind, body and soul things. And I think that, you know, for me, 
having that first thing in the day, yep. then you've got that um, drive and you feel more mentally alert, you feel better altogether. And also for people in jobs like mine um, and and office jobs as well, it's important to look after your body as exactly. well because yeah. the job is so uh, so mentally focused nowadays um, and computer focused often. Obviously with mine, it's teeth focused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, the thing is that it's really important to look after your body. Um, exactly. You know, what we're doing now is probably not what we were meant to be doing. You know, if you think of how evolutionary terms of how we were you know as hunter-gatherers that's what we were supposed to be doing yeah. and now we're sitting in front of computers so yeah. you know I think it's really important for us to keep our fitness and health and body in in a good state and yeah, as exactly. you say the mental benefits are brilliant oh, huge, as well huge, exactly. huge, huge. and making it part of your your life is important yeah as well. very 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 much so I was going to say how do we meet um obviously through training <laughs> and how do we know each other well so how did it all start <laughs> dr richard slid into my dms on instagram <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah so uh um yeah i think it, it was one of those where with my social media and we'll obviously we'll go on to talk more about personal brand but i try and make it a very inviting place to go mm -hmm. um i see my instagram page as my shop window mm. and i want someone to come on and be like oh that's useful information i didn't know that but I also want someone to come on and smile and laugh. And I think if you can give people value like that, they will engage with you. And I'm sure, you know, I'd love to actually know what made you message me and what, what made me stand out. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that um, you come across a very relatable person and someone who has a lot of that positive energy, which yeah. really is something that is something that's important to me. And um, I think it's important for us when I do my dentistry as well, I'm looking not only to improve someone's smile, but I'm looking to make them smile and have yeah, a good experience, yeah. you know. And I think through training, you know, you have that same um, ethos, you know. And uh, instantly, for me, as I said, some trainers, it's all very serious. It's like, yeah, exactly. this is serious, this is serious, you know. A military style. <laughs> well, I thought we'd get you on Hyde Park in the middle of winter, crawling well, much, across the floor. As much as I love a military training, <laughs> I want to have a laugh as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm. I'm sure you'd have a sense of humour failure if I had you in the middle of Hyde Park on a December morning. Yes. Well, <laughs> don't get any ideas. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then I wanted to also talk about what got you into fitness and some of the challenges you faced, obviously through your early life, yep. and how that kind of got you into what you do now. So yeah, through through my teenage years, I was the class clown. Mm -hmm. uh, I would constantly be in trouble. I'd find it funny. I'd fall out with my parents the whole time. You know, my family would be like, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then um, I, at the age of 16, was kicked out of the school I was at. And I loved this place. I had so much fun. I had amazing friends. I think I thought I had amazing friends. Mm. Not many of those friends who I knew then am I that friendly with now. And when you're that age and you get, you know, taken away something that you have no control over, but something's taken away from you that, you know, is a big part of your life and you love, it's very hard to deal with that age because you're very lost because everyone is basically choosing your path. And that's the right thing, of course, at that age, because, you know, you don't really know yourself. So I moved schools. I moved closer to home because I was away at school, uh, quite a far distance away. And it indirectly was the best thing that ever happened to me. I had a very toxic relationship through kind of my late teens. 
and I, you know, I guess mentally I was a bit all over the shop. At that age, you don't really know it too much, but I guess at that age I was. And I always went back to her. So whenever I was in trouble with whether it was my school teachers or my parents, back to her, back to her, back to her. And she was my crutch. Was she an older? No, no, she was the same age. Um, And very sadly, she had her, I guess, own mental issues as well. Mm -hmm. So we would both go to each other. And that just created a very toxic environment for both of us. And we became so reliant on each other. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, you'll agree with this with relationships. When you're in them, like the one I'm in now, for example, we both make each other better. Yeah. But we don't rely on each other. Yeah. So it's so nice that we are both doing our own thing, both supporting each other. But, you know, God forbid anything did ever happen, we'd split up. We'd both be able to go on our own paths. Mm. And I think a big problem with relationships today is people become so reliant on each other that when they break up, the world ends. Yeah. And so obviously just going back to the relationship side of things, uh, you know, she was very much my crutch. And I then got to my last year at school and I said to one of my uh, England rugby playing mates I was at school with, I mean, he was a proper athlete. I said to him, take me to the gym. Don't let me leave. Mm. And for the first couple of weeks, he took me to the gym five, six times a week. And I hated it. I hated it. And this is where I say I like to relate to my so clients. Were you 18 at that time? Yeah, so I was 18? 17 at that okay, time. 17. And this is where I say I like to relate to my clients. I was in a position where I hated exercise, didn't really understand it, played a bit of cricket, all that kind of thing. But, you know, that's not too strenuous. That was more for enjoyment. And I remember being in the gym and I just, I just hated it. But then eventually, a few weeks in, I started to get endorphins. And obviously you get that from session one, but I really started to feel the effects of endorphins. And then about a month in, I looked in the mirror and I looked to myself and said, not bad, Angus, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then as soon as I saw results, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And when things were going wrong at school or with my parents or anything like that, not that I I always had a good relationship with my parents, but I think they would agree with me when they listened to this, that through my teens, I was was a bit of trouble. A bit of trouble. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I've got this thing that makes me feel amazing, makes me look better. And it's free and I can go and train and I feel great. And that could be my crutch. So whenever I then started to have kind of bad moments or got told off by teachers or mum and dad were on my case, I'd go to the gym. Slowly but surely, I started to realise, wow, this this is amazing. So after, you know, a kind of year of solid training, I was feeling much more confident. I then managed to get myself out of that relationship because... I'd finally kind of found something that was giving me positive energy and it wasn't bringing me down at the same time. And maybe you strengthen yourself, you know. So yeah, yeah, massively, so. massively. Uh, and then, yeah, then I packed my bags and went off to Australia for six months. Well, that and made you made use of the body. <laughs> yeah, good, good. That sounds amazing. And then, obviously, you were in Australia for six months. Were you um, uh, doing fitness work out there? Or? So I was working at a school, kind of coaching uh, sport, which was great fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I had an absolute Bino is the way I describe it, uh, six months. And then I came back, I worked on a farm for a few months. Then I went into a personal training course down in London, not far from here actually. Uh, and then I started my personal training career and the rest is history. Great. Yeah, well, I think also like you said, you know, it's something you can really turn to. And people, I always think if there's a good addiction to have, the fitness one is one exactly because actually in some ways when you do start to see results does become kind of addictive in a way amazing and that feeling and that's the one thing with fitness i really try and portray is 
it makes me feel awesome and mm. it makes me feel amazing. And admittedly, getting in good shape does make you feel amazing. And I want to portray that to people. It yeah. doesn't ever have to be obsessive. It just can be that thing that makes you feel on top of the world every single day. Yeah. And as you, we said, kind of working it into your routine and making it something sustainable. It's like exactly fitness for a lifetime, not just a kind I, that of is crash course. Exactly. You know, and, or... But it'll be like with you, with obviously, you know, getting your teeth done and sorted. Exactly. You want that smile forever. Exactly. And yeah. you can have that smile forever. And it's like with fitness, you know, it's telling someone, you know, someone comes to me and they go, Angus, I want to look this way in four weeks. I immediately say to them, you need to flip that mindset. You need to say, Angus, in a year's time, I want to have integrated fitness into my lifestyle and I never want it to leave my lifestyle and I want it to be, I want to feel amazing and enjoy fitness. And if you get in that mindset, then you're away. You're away. Yeah, well, I am, um, you know, I'm 39 this year and I have a big drive um, for this fit by 40 challenge wow wow <laughs> so let's see the hard work will be it's as well work. it's already There's begun hard but, work but we'll be ramping it up for sure definitely so um yeah i wanted to ask if you've had any kind of funny moments with any of your clients or any stories that you have to tell plenty but uh the one highlight is dr richard marks himself <laughs> tell so, me <laughs> so we were about 45 minutes through our hour-long session and uh, Dr. Richard decided that the session was over. So I was just putting the weights away. We'd just finished some, doing some deadlifts. And I, t I turn my back and there's no, he's not in the studio. I was like, where's he gone? Where's he gone? He's then gone through to the changing room, walks back in, jacket on, shoes on, you know, scarf on. What's going on? I said, what's going on? Oh, we're finished, aren't we? Was the response. I said, no, you've got another 15 minutes. Get doing some burpees. <laughs> well, actually, at that time, I completely... There was no clock in that place. Yeah, and I, yeah, was, yeah. I completely thought the session was over. So I was off. Yeah, uh, no, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. That was definitely a highlight. But yeah, all sorts of funny stories. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. We want to talk about a little bit about the discipline and mentality yeah. um, and kind of also... Um, client relationships as well so mm -hmm. how important is personal discipline do you think to your to the fitness journey massively there are so many days and every personal trainer and everyone in the fitness industry will agree with me where you don't want to train mm -hmm. have no interest in actually being like oh, i'm gonna go and do 45 minutes to an hour in the gym whatever it is but on those days that's when it counts the most because you build your discipline mm -hmm. and as I always say to new clients, my current clients, it's all about turning up no matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter how you feel, bad day at work, turn up. You know, anything like that, you've just got to turn up regardless. And because you w it will make you feel amazing and it can turn a bad day into a, a great day. Yeah, well, I think also, just as you said, like um, keeping that discipline and driving through um, a lot of people want to train in the summer the summer body beach body but as it gets to winter sometimes people tail off and I've always thought actually it's almost more important because that time maybe you're eating more yeah, maybe exactly. also the days are darker and yeah. you you need that um, those fitness and endorphins more yeah, yeah and you know I found during the lockdown particularly after the Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and in January, 
when we were on lockdown, you know, it's not something I want to talk about too much, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a really good thing for me. Um, Massively. Doing the sessions online, one-to-one on course, Zoom. Of course, of course. And, um, you know, really kept me going through through that time, which I think was a difficult time for everybody. Yeah, it was. It so. was. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, just going back to the discipline side of things, you can't be born with discipline. Yeah. It, it can't be taught either. It's down to you. Yeah. And everyone can be disciplined. Mm. there's there's no reason why anyone in this country anyone in the world can't be as disciplined as the next person mm. so you're not you know born with a talent of discipline you just learn it yeah i've always wondered that also about like drive and ambition like yeah. you know let's say if you have children can you teach them to be driven and ambitious or is it something in them already it's a bit of both of mm. course but i think if if you're how you're brought up is has a massive impact on you going forward because if you don't have a role model in, you know, father, mother, grandparents, whoever it is, then you might, you, you're always going to take kind of the actions of, you know, your parents or your grandparents very literally. So particularly through those younger years, they're very, very important role models. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as the times progresses and you're kind of, kind of trying to stand on your own feet more, you need to take it upon yourself to just decide, do you know what, I'm going to change. Well, I think that's brilliant, especially as we've said, like, you've come from quite a successful family yeah but you've carved out your own um career niche and business um you know um and you're the youngest child of your family as well so (laughs) i think it's pretty amazing achievement already Uh, thank you yeah i I think i think you know having a father who has experienced quite a bit of success and being and seeing an amazing family business thrive and it's incredibly inspiring and naturally when you see that above you, you can take that of one or two ways. You could sit back and relax and just kind of, you know, watch it happen in front of you. Or you can go, I want to go better. Mm. So, you know, I, I use, I guess, you know, dad's success as a, kind of a leverage board to just inspire me to do the best I can and mm. really leave my mark. Mm. I think that's really good because it's important to carve your own identity out and, um, you know not kind of live in the shadow i think that was something for yeah. me which was a really big thing yeah because you've obviously had that as well exactly yeah. my father was extremely successful um he was a dentist as well but yeah. owned multiple practices and um you know um and was extremely inspiring um had eight children yeah <laughs> of That's which i'm number one <laughs> <laughs> and um so you're the eldest obviously exactly and named after him we're both richard so yeah, yeah, yeah. um i think it's to make my own way was something that was really important to me mm. and to try and make my father proud. Yeah. You know, that's something that really mattered to me a lot. In yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. I think making, making your parents proud is, is a big thing. Yeah. And, uh, when, when they say they're proud, you know, they mean it. Yeah. I remember when, um, the first, uh, time where I was really starting to do okay for myself and, mm. um, we were on a skiing holiday and yeah. my father has always paid, for everything mm. and we we said look we're gonna get your lift passes we're gonna get you we're gonna pay for the accommodation <laughs> for you and he was just like wow you know this is amazing yeah. <laughs> some yeah. things everything i did actually worked out yeah. well dad if you're listening don't get any ideas <laughs> <laughs> well all in good time <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean you know that those kind of yeah moments. no massively massively also, we want to talk about the client relationship. Yeah, so obviously that's a very important thing for me, um, building relationships mm. with my patients, because 
uh, trust in dentistry is very important mm. and it's something that people feel uh, people can have dental phobia and people can also be very wary about dentists so mm. kind of trust is everything mm. you know and building that trust from the way you have a relationship with your patient and also the fact that you're not going to cause them extreme pain <laughs> no no exactly but it is a daunting experience isn't it, it you is, know it is. I, I think when i obviously popped in on monday it was very relaxing for me because i know you so well mm. but i think if i hadn't known you and you just said angus come in you know uh, and get your teeth done i, I would have been quite nervous and it's like personal training as well my role and you know with your role in dentistry where our aim is to keep people as comfortable as possible yeah. and make someone feel like oh i don't need to be worried you know i mean i'm in a great space i feel comfortable here and this guy knows what he's doing yeah and i think that's so so important i think also um you might have the experience just with that i have where some people have not had their teeth done for so long and they put it off and they put it off and yeah, they've yeah. just kind of forgotten about it and then they think now it's too late i don't want to do it it becomes this big thing and then they finally step forward and and have their teeth checked and go forward and then they make a positive impact on yeah, their smile no, no, no. same with fitness Ma you know exactly people are like the same fitness. just get into this habit of like oh i can't fit the gym in i can't yeah. do this i can't do that and then they make that one step and it's like a positive flywheel mm. in terms of eating habits yeah. as well as fitness habits it's yeah. kind of like but once you get into the negative one it yeah. goes the other way yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the problem but time time is the worst excuse it yeah. is the worst excuse you know i've got online clients who you know with newborn babies for example they're still finding 20 minutes three times a week you know i've got clients who work in the city who are in the office at six and leaving the office at eight nine o'clock at night and they're still getting the training in. you know time is an excuse which people use it's just convenient it's convenient excuse, exactly. isn't it? it's convenient isn't it exactly that <laughs> but exactly i that. think that um yeah especially again um going back to pandemic but this has made fitness even more important for oh, people so, people so realize important. fitness and so, health so is important. important it's something that people have more of a focus on and they kind of people have realized rather than material things yeah. you've got to spend on investing in yourself you know yeah, yeah of course especially if we all live longer we might live till 123. <laughs> I'm not sure people can go with me till 123. We'll still be training. I'll be, I'll be on the floor and you'll be t driving me through hard yeah, park. When I, when I say deadlift, don't take it too literally. A military workout. <laughs> that will be the end of me. Yeah, yeah, that will be the end of you. Exactly. That's how I want to go out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we want to speak about also personal brand building because yeah, obviously that's something for both of us that um, we find very important and um, I think you know there's lots of things that obviously word of mouth is very important and um, but also there's something about how to build your personal brand yeah. um, and um, to be your authentic self as mm -hmm. well um, that is really important so how have you found that and you know yeah I think I think with building your brand I think there's two pieces of advice I'd give is even if you make a start, it's a start. And that might sound like quite basic advice, but if you're putting out content and you're, you know, let's say on Instagram and you're building a brand, even if you don't think it's perfect, it's still a start and it's still building awareness. Being honest, it's taken me, it took me a good two or three years to really know, right, this is the kind of brand I want to build. 
And that's a long time. And I guess but that's I've... finding yourself, finding your identity. Exactly, within the fitness industry. Because you're, I think at day one, everyone comes into the fitness industry. They either want to be, you know, the next big bodybuilder or they want to be the next Joe Wicks. Mm-hmm. And I think those are almost your two little branches. And then you suddenly dive into the industry and go, wow, there's, a, there's this guy, there's this girl. I want to do that. I want to do this. When really, actually, just looking at other people isn't what you need to do. You need to find what makes you tick. What what are you inspired to do? And the way I post on social media now just feels so natural. Mm. I don't feel like it's I'm making tons of effort putting out content. To me, the stuff I create now is, you know, it's just me. Yeah, and it I think seems when... like yourself. It really yeah. comes across as your true yeah. self. And I think that's why it's successful because your real personality come across and it's very natural. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And I, I, you know, I think the other thing with personal brand is just turn up every single day. Yeah. And I know that might, might sound so boring, but people are watching even when you think they're not. You know, I'll have weeks where I might get minimal leads when it comes to online coaching or personal training. And then a few weeks later, loads of leads. And that will stem from putting in that work when I think they're not watching. And they are, and they're like, oh, do I message him? Do I message him? Then suddenly they see one post that gets them and then they're in. And it was like the other day I put up a, a post about, you know, whole, I'll leave it till later being an excuse. And then I did a little analogy on that. And I had a DM and it was one DM and that's, that's fine. And it's just one person who said, I've been following you for a while and I loved what you said here. And that's so me. And I feel I can really relate to that. I'd love to talk to you about training. And even if it is just one person, that quickly becomes two, then three, then four, and it's that multiplier effect. And you get, particularly with social media, you get all these branches of, you know, different people because it's such a broad base of people, you know? Whereas obviously word of mouth is kind of, can often be similar friend groups, which is still a great way of advertisement, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's really good, obviously, with the fitness, um, you've made a really positive impact on people's lives and it's a, it's a really good thing to do. Um, and I also think it's interesting the rise of online coaching, um, the rise of home fitness. You yeah, know, that's yeah, yeah, another yeah. big trend that's been. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, people do outside fitness as well, yeah. and kind of working different patterns of yeah, fitness. I know, I know. You keep dropping outside <laughs> fitness. He wants to be uh, in that park <laughs> for someone else. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's another important thing. Is just it's interesting that trend of how people kind of working fitness into their homes and obviously the rise of training by video links and yeah. home ever people have a different level of home gym from just an exercise mat mm. right down to having like yeah, yeah, yeah. the peloton etc yeah, no, exactly <laughs> pelotons are popular they yeah are really exactly popular. exactly so um you know it's um it's definitely become a big trend that's uh, rising and i think that people become more aware of their own fitness, their own health and the mm, journey and what a difference it can make. Yeah, yeah, People are more aware of what they eat now. Mm. Um, so all of these things are a good thing, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I remember like, you know, um, when I was first uh, a graduated student, I was eating like microwave lasagna <laughs> and terrible food, basically. Quality, quality food. <laughs> I'm wondering why I'm feeling, you know, yeah. not great, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's just convenient, yeah. you know, and you think, oh, it's from Mark Spencer, it must be great. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly not. Sadly so. not, no. So, But, you know, there's no nutritional value in it. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the thing is also thinking about trying to get 
you know fresh food and yeah, yeah, you know of course, all of, of that again like home cooking became has become a big focus and yeah. sustainability so mm. you know that's all part of it as well yeah, nutrition yeah, yeah, definitely and, definitely and, and, and i think health. just adding to that you know weight loss and health are two very different things mm. and i think people think if i eat healthy then i'll lose weight that's not the case because if you eat too much of healthy then you'll put on weight mm. it's finding that balance between weight loss and health because them being two very different things this is just energy in energy out this is quality of product mm. so obviously you know the, the standard thing is people will hear the, the term calorie deficit which is obviously you know eating less than you burn daily and that is the way to lose weight but you also want to think about the quality of calories you're putting into your body uh so i try and adapt on a personal level and i try and you know get my clients to it's kind of the 80 20 rule where 80 percent you're kind of having whole foods you know good good product and then 20% you're having kind of the more processed stuff, things like alcohol. I'm sure sweets is the one that you're a big advocate for. <laughs> well, the thing is, with it, when it comes to sugar intake, I say to people, look, you need some sugar, obviously, for the body to function. But it's a case of not having too much processed refined yeah, sugar. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, things like there's honey and mm. maple syrups and yeah, yeah, yeah. other things that are better. And a little bit of a treat. Is yeah, great, yeah, exactly. you know, um, and obviously dark chocolate is good for you. So there yeah. are there are things that you can have, and also if you can work um, your fitness and nutrition into something where you've got you can have fun as well, yeah. that's really important because yeah, massively. if you become really strict for a month and then you go back to ha- to the bad habits, then that's the problem. So yeah. kind of like being able to keep these nutritional habits mm. constant and just make it part of your life something yeah. sustainable that yeah, you yeah. can really work in is really important I no think. definitely definitely and just adding to that you know you'll be an advocate for this is you've got to live your life yeah you know i i think with my personal training approach i would never ever make my client feel guilty for having fun on a night out or fun on holiday that's just not how you can work because people want to live their lives you know Definitely, definitely. And I was also thinking, for me, another thing with the fitness was um, I had come out of a long, long-term relationship, yeah. which was 14 years long, um, where and we had met at 21 at university. And fitness was something that mate was able to keep me to get through that. Oh, because, massively, massively. You know, I was able to build that. You know, I'm a gym, some person for the gym in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting up in the morning when you actually don't feel like getting up at all, you know, at that time yeah. when you're feeling down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you make yourself get up and make yeah, yourself yeah. doing that. And that has that positive impact oh, on, you know, yeah, on everything. Exactly. But people will train the hardest after a breakup. Well, yeah, that's part of it. No, but it, it is. And it's also when... Uh... <laughs> they take revenge body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. But I think also a factor is when people get in a relationship and they get very comfortable, they'll stop exercising. Mm. And that's something that you can't allow yourself to do. If you exercise before a relationship, if anything, when you're in a relationship, you should ramp it up. Because that's something you can do in your own time that makes you feel amazing. It helps you not become too reliant on the individual you're with. And I know I obviously mentioned at the start, you can have relationships where you're so, so tight and you become so reliant on that individual. Exercising can be your thing. They can exercise as well, of course, both sides of the relationship. But if, as long as you're doing something that is making you happy outside of your relationship, that's really, really important for the health of your relationship with that person. Yeah, and I think that's good, good as well because they can say to you, oh, 
oh, you just say, look, I need a little bit of space, go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so absolutely. So I wanted to talk about Raw Fit London yep. and what that is and what it entails and obviously how people can get in contact with you. And... Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, so Raw Fit London is a brand which I've kind of built up. Um, it's personal training, one-to-one side of things. Um, and if you are wanting to personal train with me, then, of course, contact me directly via this podcast i'm sure you'll link we'll my instagram all the details, yeah, yeah. All the details mm-hmm. in there um and then the online coaching is a, a side of my business which i've really brought in kind of since lockdown because obviously everything's kind of shifted online but it's also because i've built up my social media and you know it, my message to anyone who's thinking oh i might train with this person is if you want value if you want to have a laugh and you want fitness to be integrated in your lifestyle in an enjoyable way that's sustainable then I'm definitely the person to come to. And I do say that with confidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've seen, obviously, the before and afters from the online coaching sessions looking some amazing results. So people can... Um, go and check that out and, and also you know go to dr richard if you if you need any kind of testimonial from me <laughs> exactly exactly and also um obviously you're a young person but very mature as well for, oh, and, and lots of your clients you yeah. know um various range of clients so my um, siblings wouldn't agree with that <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other side yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah no i think that's that that's a really good um a good thing and um you know, it's important to have that. So you're building on that regular consistency, as you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Obviously, we were talking about the relationship with your family. Yeah. Um, how uh, is that with your family, and how have they inspired you and your brother and sisters? For you know, for you, as your as the main example, and how does it? How is it being the youngest child? And yeah, interesting, good question. So um, I've you know, I've got, so I've got uh, twin brothers, identical twin brothers um oh god they're good looking lads as well <laughs> uh they'll probably be listening and be like oh don't mind that uh, but yeah you know they were i think a big thing for me is going through my school years i used to look up to them a lot but i never really felt like i could ever, i was ever at that level yeah and I obviously think... they're incredibly close and then you're separate unit to them exactly and i think this is you know another thing when you, you never want to be in someone's shadow but i think at times because I followed them. I was always, I was five, I'm five years younger than them. Right. And through school, I followed in their footsteps at schools. You know, the, the school I was at from the age of 13, 16, I had a lot of people approach me being like, Oh, you're Harry and Jack's, you're the twins brother. And it's nice because people know you and you're immediately respected because they were really well-respected guys. But I think it really started to get to me. And then you would just become frustrated if you didn't have the same amount of success. Yeah. Whether that's and you feel like MS, maybe yeah. you're not a person in your own right exactly. at that point. Exactly. And that's why I'm so keen. You know, obviously, it's amazing seeing, you know, success of, you know, dad and the family. Uh, but I really, really do want to create my own path where I get success by myself and build up my own brand. Maybe that made you more Definitely. kind of hungry to Definitely. carve out your Definitely. own way which is a good thing yeah of you know? course it's a good whatever thing. motivates you and exactly. you know and that's all part of the journey you yeah, know? yeah and it's it you know it's an interesting part so um yeah i wanted to talk about future plans yeah. and what 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 would be your plans for the future what are your hopes for the future and um where do you see yourself you know going in life and personally and professionally and in general yeah so I mean, keep doing what I'm doing. 
uh, things are going well and they seem to keep growing and you know even being on a podcast like this it's, it is very flattering so thank you for having <laughs> no <on>. trouble <laughs> uh, but you know to you know be in in this kind of position is amazing already and I'm, I'm loving what I do and I think that's the most important thing I think success to me is okay of course financial is a big thing but unless you're happy with what you do I'm so fortunate that I get to wake up every single day and be like I love this job and that's very very lucky and if I lose that then that's when it, you start in my eyes to become a little bit unsuccessful because if you're making money and you're happy then you're nailing it in life yeah yeah um and i, I think, would agree with that yeah yeah and i think for me keeping those people around me happy and clo staying close to them is so so important but in terms of uh business growth i've got quite an exciting project in the pipeline which sadly i can't share with you which okay, is okay. Well, we'll be keeping posted we will that. we will be keeping posted um and you know hopefully that's gonna be a big project but you know keep putting out content keep giving people value and keep making people happy and transforming their lives and helping them become the best version of themselves which is a great thing to yeah. want to do and i think that um what you said there as well it's about wanting to do what you do and finding that kind of course in your career where it feels like something that you're very passionate about and that passion comes through to your client or the person you're training and also for me to the person i'm treating and people can tell you know if you're really passionate about what you do or it's something you're just doing and yeah, going yeah, through yeah. the daily motion so yeah i think that's a really um admirable thing yeah, thank you i was going to say what kind of other than healthcare what kind of industries are your clients typically in oh all sorts actors uh yeah so for for an example i've uh, bankers obviously actors um professional famous drag queens yeah <laughs> honestly it's a I, good yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. variety dentists <laughs> uh traders day traders nightclub owners you name it uh, you know london is full of all types of individuals um and i want every but that's the thing i want i don't have a niche as such i don't want people to feel like oh he only trains them or he only trains that person you know anyone is welcome to train with me because you know my goal is to make you feel comfortable yeah yeah i think that's the same that i would feel like i've got um clients who are young professionals yeah, but yeah, also course. all the way into their 70s 80s yeah, 90s yeah, yeah, yeah. that variety is quite fun you yeah know. it's great it's, fun and i think if you if you stay in one lane too much when it comes to your client base it can get quite boring absolutely well um thank you for joining me obviously yeah, just on here. thank you so much for having me on great and um thanks for listening um if you like today's show please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts spotify apple etc um it was presented by me dr richard marks and is a pod people production and recorded at spiritland studios music by delhi music studios and thanks to Angus for joining me today. <laughs> and you can find out more about him at rawfitlondon.com or follow him on at Angus Warren Burton underscore UK. That's right, right? Yeah. <laughs> and more about me, go to drrichardlondon.com or follow me on at dr underscore richard underscore. <laughs> Wonderful. And um, we'll see you next time. Ball.